We are live. Test, test, mic check. Mic check, mic check. Welcome to the first episode of the Convalescence Podcast. In this episode, we dive into how we met and give a brief history of our church backgrounds. Are you a Swifty? If so, you're in luck because we discuss Taylor, Travis, and the worst Super Bowl commercial. Oh, and we were hungry, so the snack talk in this episode is very, very heavy. Anyways, let's get to it. Uh, this is Lorenzo. My friends call me Renzo. You can find me on Instagram at Renzo Romero. And this is my friend, Evie. Go ahead, Evie. At Evdrano, E-V-D-R-A-N-O. What's up? How old are you? 23. How much you weigh? 203. Are those both lies? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I wish I weighed 203. I don't even know. I don't What's the last time you weighed yourself? All right. We're starting it like this. <laughs> <laughs> Straight in. No, I'm just kidding. Um, honestly, the beginning of the year. Wait, what are we in? February. Beginning of last year. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I think I think like around Thanksgiving. But you remember the rally? Uh, yeah. Or San Antonio? Yeah, after yeah. Fourth of July weekend. Yeah, what yeah, was yeah. it? Twenty two? That was yeah, twenty two. You almost didn't look the same. I look diff I look weird, I wanna say. Sometimes when people have a twin mm-hmm. and they're like identical but like not like there's some identical yeah, yeah, twins yeah, yeah. and there's I some see, like identical twins. Like a doppelganger that's like not really You look like a doppelganger or like a twin? that so what's the better version though i don't know i think i'm so used to seeing you this way i think that's what it is i think i'm so used to seeing you at 350 that it just (laughs) (laughs) 250 okay now we got the no not even too now we got the truth i hope not i'll go get a scale right now no you know what next topic next (laughs) so we're gonna start a new segment we're gonna check our weights no because i'm not going to the gym or anything to have this is gonna keep going (laughs) to have like public accountability accountability that's the word yeah public accountability public accountability that way people see us if they if they listen to the podcast, they see us at McDonald's and be like, bro, you better be getting a salad. <laughs> salad from McDonald's, I feel like it's still... Was that fat shaming? A little bit, yeah. I, I don't take it as that, but I feel like somebody else would. So Starbucks in Burnett is right by McDonald's, McDonald's. And every time I go to Starbucks, I look up at the sign. Have at you seen the McDonald's sign? Uh-uh. It says, we're here for you. It does it? Yeah, like, you know, they can like put the little letters the words, in there. Yeah. It says, we are here for you. And bro, that's... That's messed up. Is. No, that's messed up because they're trying to exploit the chubbies that feel sad and depressed. Uh, it says, at least we're here for you. It says, we are here for you. <laughs> this is like, at least <laughs> no. we're here. At least we're here for you. That would be, dude, that would be that worse. Been bad. Yeah, that would be bad. <laughs> that would be worse. Do you remember that one time in Marble at the Dairy Queen? The manager put on the sign, uh, let's say her name was Samantha. I don't remember the co- the worker's name. You they know put them? on this. No, nah, I, oh, I was oh, seeing oh, the oh. updates like as it would drive by, and then they were putting them on Facebook. But the manager said, "Samantha, please come back to work." And it was there for like a week, and then like the next week, it said something else like, "Samantha, we have your last check." What? And then it was like, "Samantha, are you alive?" Question mark. Like this girl just like disappeared. Either she disappeared, she stole money. I don't know. Like, they were obviously, like, trying to get a hold of her, 
And I guess she wasn't answering phone calls or, or text messages. And so they were putting it like legitimately on the sign for the entire town to see. It was kind of funny. Interesting. As if like she would see the sign and was like, oh, I guess I should go back for my check. I think she was, I think she might have just like quit without notifying and stop coming in. Stop coming in, which is why they were like, hey, like come back to work. Like, uh, and she was a good here. worker. Maybe that's why maybe she was to, a good like, worker. Yeah. And then they tried baiting her with her check, I think. That could make sense. Yeah, because I feel like they wouldn't really want her back or care if she if wasn't, she a, wasn't a good worker. Yeah. Right. So I think they had a, an incentive to bring her back, whether it be she stole something from the register. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. You would think, but okay. So I mean, legally, you you're find supposed her. to pay them. You can find her. You can mail the check too. Yeah, but I'm saying as a, as a company, you you have the address to them, like to their to their. That's what I'm house, saying. Right? That's what I'm saying. You could you could just mail the check. No, I'm saying to go find her if she did well, that's, steal something. I don't know if that's stalking or not. Like I don't know what. But classifies. but if it's like if she if she did steal something, like you can go I feel or like just call the cops or that yeah right. So. so that's what I'm saying. I don't know. I think there was something going on that the public never saw. How long ago was that? I don't know, three or four years ago. Samantha, please come back. So we miss you. yeah, we miss you, Samantha. If that was your name, the I best blizzards ever. So Dairy Queen manager was trying to bait Samantha to come back with her check. McDonald's was trying to. Bake the chubbies with their burgers. Moral of the show. Don't quit without notifying and come back for your check and maybe pick up a McChicken on the way. Not and spicy. Hunt spicy. McChicken. Not McChicken. Don't know what they're called? I don't think so. I think it's a um, Hunt spicy. What number is it? It's a 10. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it depends on different restaurants, but locations. I think it was a 10. I haven't eaten McDonald's in a minute, bro. Has it been? It's been. It's been. There Not was even like. Ice cream or cookies? I'm not going to lie, bro. Chicken nuggets? They're good. I could probably order 20 chicken nuggets and be very So can my, my little life. three-year-old cousin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's she's, yeah, she's, she's a, a unit. Eat. Yeah. So how many friendships do you think we're going to lose because of During this During this, I don't know. I think we'll only lose them if we, like, name drop. But if we, like, say... You know, cover up names like you did, like Samantha. I feel like it would be a little different. They're not going to care. John Doe. John Doe. And if we change the story a little bit. We are new to the podcast space. Uh, we're trying to figure out how this all works out between gear, um, editing, uploading, and whatnot. What people really want to see in here. And yeah, yeah, yeah. What we want to say and don't want to say. Because at the end of the day, we're trying to be as transparent as we can. But part of it, too, is like... <laughs> Talk about transparency. That's funny. What was that? What was that paper? Is it? Because oh. it diffuses. What does that mean? Like it diffuses the light. It helps disperse uh, it so uh, it's not uh. so harsh. You're going to have to clip that. Give me 20 seconds. I'll be right back. Say something <laughs> interesting, Evie. Oh, that's crazy. Um, I didn't know there was an extra sheet of paper on the light. You would think it's a hazard if something doesn't happen on a podcast. I mean... No, for sure. How transparent are the we? The goal is to get to a, pl- a place where the ceiling could fall in on us, and like people we're still will be talking. Like, oh, that's yeah, it's good. It's part of the part, it's part of the, of the show. show. Me in general, as a person, I I know you know this. I don't like doing things halfway. Mm-hmm. And actually, the podcast conversation for us started like three years ago. I don't know if you yeah, remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a conversation at Chili's one night over a molten lava cake, which was exquisite. I might it's add. Amazing. And I remember we talked about extra ice cream, extra ice cream, extra scoop every time, every time. One for me, one for you. Mm-hmm. Um, one plate though. One spoon, two spoons, two spoons. Good two call. Spoons. Good call. 
Um, and we talked about the concept of doing a podcast and I think we kind of got amped up for it, but then life it happened. Dispersed. It dispersed. It diffused. <laughs> and, diffused, uh, that's what you said. So around three years ago, uh, we kind of had this idea and we had kind of talked about it a few times in between then and now and never really pulled the trigger on it. And I think that was kind of a goal for me personally in 2024 was to finally start the podcast. Really? That was one of my goals. Yeah. That on, can, can I be honest? It was not even like in the back of my mind. Like when you actually like not not to say it was a cool idea. It's a cool idea. But like it's not something that I actually thought would ever like happen just because it's like one of those things like, hey, bro, we should go like we should go to like France or something. Like it's just like one of the things you just throw out there. So, <laughs> random comparison. Well, I'm just saying, hey, bro, like, hey, bro, let's go, let's go to France. Let's go to France. No, just like, like, right, like a like a situation that you just kind of bring up, like, hey, I'm looking at this, or I don't know. Um, I feel like it's, it was not on my top twenty, thirty, forty list. Honestly, it probably wasn't on mine either, which really? is why it never happened. Uh, and then a few times last year whether you sent me an Instagram reel or I sent you an Instagram mm-hmm. reel, it was like when we were podcasting and I think you were like waiting on you, bro. Yeah. yeah Which yeah. apparently I'm coming to find out that it was a very empty waiting on you, bro. It was very empty. Cause like I was, I'm, you know what I mean? I'm like, if you want to do something, I'm down. But like, really like if, if you want to do it, it was kind of, kind of up to you. Dang. I'm so depressed now. Why? So let down. Yeah. Cause I, I, I follow you. That's not a bad thing. So part of what I was saying earlier about me not wanting to do things halfway, like yeah. I've always been that way where I want to do it right. Yeah, like if we're going to do it, I want to full on jerseys, full on jerseys. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, whether it be the gear to the artwork to the merch, like I want everything to be done the way it should be done. Mm-hmm. Um, and not having, not be, not have that the excuse for why it didn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, like, oh, the production value wasn't good enough. the The logo wasn't cool enough. The merch, mm-hmm. the whatever it is, right? Like, the I wanted to fire. be the merch is actual fire. Appreciate that. That's cool. Coming soon. You know, back when I was a kid, I I grew up in church. Uh, my grandpa founded the church that I attend at now. I currently play drums at the church for the church band. I am the youth leader, so I bring mm-hmm. the youth messages on Wednesday nights during main service, and I do a little bit of everything. Media-wise, help with the production for live stream, a little bit of sound. A little bit of singing. But of we don't talk about that MD. one. A little, little bit, bit of MD. A little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. Again, small church, big building, small church community, yeah. small ministry team. It's been a long 27 years of life. That's how old I am, 27 years old. Almost 28. Almost 28. It's creeping up, man. It's crazy. It's, uh, it's definitely creeping up. It's crazy. And uh, I know you can relate a little bit on the, the ministry side and your experiences with church. And we are also the same age. But yeah, it's the same thing. I mean, I uh, grew up in church. Same situation, right? Um, and I think it's kind of just been, um, it's been that ever since, since I can remember. And I mean, I wouldn't trade for anything. I like it. I love it. I love what what I do and and why I do it, right? Um, and for who I do it for. So, um, as far as like the the caps I wear, it's I would say it's few. I wouldn't say it's like maybe because we have less resources at my church. Like we don't have cameras. We don't have like the media team, the lyric team. So I am the sound guy while I sing. So <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a little different, but. 
but yeah, definitely involved as much as I can, especially our parents or my dad being pastor. So we've had conversations about this a lot over the years. And, um, I think we both understand each other in that aspect of like expectation and responsibility. And sometimes it's not even, uh, like an official responsibility, Mm-hmm. Like where someone's like, you better be here. You better yeah, do this. Yeah, like, yeah. it's just a, it's a conviction yeah, yeah. that God gives us. And we feel responsible to, uh, you know, uphold those convictions. Mm-hmm. And so, like I, I said recently to somebody, I take the ministry personal, you know, I've done the time I've, I've done the sacrifice. Um, and I, I want to protect the ministry, you know, within our own church, just uh, so to speak. I think it's called zeal, bro. Is that what zeal is? Yeah. Uh, Cause I, I had the same conversation with, uh, my parents a while back about a situation that happened in church. Um, and it was like, like I felt anger for, for the way, and I wouldn't say anger, I guess zeal. I felt zeal for, which is kind of like a, like a reverence, like a heavy reverence to, mm-hmm. to like, like the ministry. Um, and it was like, I was like, it, it kind of like, uh, convicted me. Like that's not, that's not how it's supposed to go, you know? So, right. so I, I that's, I, I remember that word that you're talking about right there. Seal. Seal. No, that's, that's what that is. That's, again, probably the best word to use to describe probably how we feel. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a privilege to to be uh, stewards of that responsibility and that, that position in ministry. With that being said, you know, we haven't always treated it the best based on our actions Yeah. outside of church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something that kind of sparked the name of the podcast, Convalescence. Convalescence is the process of recovery, typically from an illness or a disease. And I think within the church, there are tons of spiritual illnesses that plague us, Yeah. especially being in the ministry, mm-hmm. especially being on a platform. I honestly think that they hit us harder because the enemy is trying to take down the ones that are being viewed in the spotlight so to speak now that we put ourselves in the spotlight because yeah. I, I don't ever right. want to be yeah. that guy but subconsciously the congregation will do that and they look for every flaw they look for every failure they look for every single thing that you're not doing right unfortunately unfortunately yeah. fair or unfair it's mm-hmm. just the way it is um and there's a point in my life where i accepted the role of being the fake one i accepted the role of being like oh i'm gonna go up on the stage i'm gonna play I'm going to do the altar call. I'm going to, you know, wear a suit. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, but I'm going to go home and I'm going to live the life that I want to live behind closed doors because I truly don't care that I'm not living it the way it's supposed to be lived off the stage or outside of the church. When you say like supposed to be lived, like, are you saying of what people like, no, according according to what scripture tells us to live okay okay and i I guess in a weird way i am caring about what people think because i am being fake about it versus me saying like you know what i quit church i quit all these activities and responsibilities i'm gonna go party it up Mm -hmm. like it wasn't that it was like how do i entertain this and keep everything here in my life in place my friends my family my faith quote unquote yeah but also do what i want to do behind closed doors you know, do what I want to do away from church, the church eyes. I think that's something that we all deal with. Um, but it, it gets to a point where you can't, you can't do that. You if can't you, manage. If you truly want it to be one or the other, one or the other, you have yeah. to decide. Yeah. You know, there's things that have transpired in my, my own life personally. Uh, I was the type of person that 
um, again, grew up in church and was ready every Sunday, was ready every Wednesday, was ready every Friday. And, you know, my parents have, have testified, you know, to people that, you know, thank God for my kids because we don't have to ask them if they're going to go to church. We just know they're going to be there. Mm-hmm. We were there early and we were there late and, you know, you were living the ministerial life. What um, age are you talking about, though? Because this is anywhere from eight through 12 to even, like I said, till now where my parents don't ask me if I'm going to be there. Yeah, but I feel like there's a certain age and kind of like there's a certain age where it's your choice. Or becomes your choice well, as opposed to like... That's exactly what I'm getting to. Okay. So my mentality through from 11 to 16, mm-hmm. 17 was you as soon as to. I turn 18, I'm go- I'm leaving. Okay. As soon as I turn 18, I'm turning my back on everything I ever heard growing up. I'm living the life that I want to live. Um, whatever that costs me, friends, family, I'm just, I want to do my own thing. I'm tired of doing what Everybody else wants. Everybody to. else wants me to, even yeah. though it wasn't like, "Hey, you better go to church," because I was there. Yeah, yeah. I was willingly there, um, because it was so indoctrinated in me. Right? Mm-hmm. It was. It was routine. It yeah. was repetitive. It was to the point where, you know, I was always growing up envious. Even though it's, I know it's a sin, but if we're talking about biblically, I think it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Envious of like seeing people come from the streets. And having a true love for God and like crying at the altar and like being so grateful of every day and every opportunity that God gave them. You were envious of that life? I was life. envious of those people that would show up to church and would feel like true presence from God because I never felt that growing up. So you wanted to leave to to, to experience? I always wondered in the back of my mind if I left, would I, would I feel that? Like, would you be called back? And the main reason was just me wanting to have fun and live my life okay. without anybody being watching over me or like yeah, having yeah, yeah. expectations of being in a pastoral family or disappointing anybody or whatever it was. But like I said, I, I do realize now that, you know, a lot of those people that felt that were because they were at rock bottom and mm-hmm. they truly felt the 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 lack of presence from the Lord in certain moments. And so when they found that again or found it for the first time, they were like, this is everything that I've ever wanted to feel. Uh, in my late teens, I had some things happen personally in my life where it kind of prevented me from wanting to leave church mm-hmm. because I was having to seek God on my own. I was having to search the scriptures on my own versus like relying on my dad to do it. Right. Like, oh, my dad's going to pray for us and the family. There was nights where I was you know, praying in tears in my room on my own for myself, Right. you know, having to seek out for myself. And that's one of the biggest lessons that I learned. And we, we can talk about um, well, that specific instance in the relationship podcast episode, because that's, it's part of a relationship issue that happened with me that kept me from leaving the foundation of what church is. And yeah, straight, straightened it up for a little bit, but ultimately in the back behind the scenes, you're still dealing with the vices that Mm-hmm. or you know constantly around us and um that's where we're at today there was no separation ever from like the true ministry from the ch- the church it's not like these people's testimonies where they like they um they left they they got into alcohol whatever drugs and uh, god restored them from like from that you know for us it was it was never that right and and right. i've seen a lot of like um topics on that people speaking on that boring boring testimony which is i feel like I feel like it's both of us, um, you know, to a point. Obviously, we went through our issues and, and stuff like that. 
um, to where we did have to, like you're saying, uh, seek out God for ourselves and for our own lives and um, and our own convictions, our own uh, desires, you know, and prayers. But and I don't even know if I like this word, but it, it's 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 kind of been around. Uh, it's it's like a boring testimony. You never you were always in you know protection or in in, no, for in the sure. ministry. That's exactly. I mean, like I said. You and I can understand and relate on that aspect because we've had similar upbringings mm-hmm. when it comes to church. Yeah. Now looking back at it, you know, we're pushing thirty. I look back at it and I'm I'm thankful because, bro, yeah. it's a beautiful testimony to not have to experience exactly. that kind of hurt. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, the, the hurt that those people that I was envious of. Obviously, I was a kid. I had no idea what some of the no, stuff I was there too. I was there too. I I wanted to, you know, you always get that thought. I was like, man, like like I'm gonna leave so just to see. Um, you know, just to, just to see what the life outside is like and, um, to have a testimony to come back and maybe when I come back, people will actually see the transformation and, or the love of God inside me. Right. As opposed to like growing up in it, you know, in Mm -hmm. a way. And now me being a youth leader, um, in a role that I never desired or thought I would be in. I know people at our church who have been to prison, who have, uh, dealt drugs, who have been alcoholics, you know, who have lived that lifestyle who can look at somebody and say, I know what it's about. And yeah. you don't want that. Yeah. Versus me, who's as I've you never, don't really know. I've never touched a joint. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what it's like to be high. Yeah. Um, I've never really been to a party. Like I've always felt, uh, in a way unqualified. I, I think it's the enemy saying like, man, you're not the one to be here. And like, shut your mouth. If anything, it's an example. I, I see it. And as. that's why I've always tried to be so real and transparent with people like us mm-hmm. who have grown up in church to say like just because you are the the pastor's grandkid or son or the worship leader or whatever the thoughts that you have in your mind are not always the ones that you portray with your words because mm-hmm. you can say that you love god you can say that you'll be there till the day you die but man there's times there's many nights where i laid in bed and i was like you know i cannot wait till i turn 18 no because i i want to be a, as far away from this as i can it's a little bit of of that is being naive to understand what the world is really about because you know social media, Hollywood, the movies, whatever it is, they portray the party the life best. as yeah, yeah. where we should be and the fun that we should be having, the facade of it. Yeah. But man, they do not talk about the reality behind it. Now being close to thirty and more mature, like we Don't both, have, I know, bro, it's so sad, <laughs> so depressing. <laughs> but we, we're close to it, and we know people that are dealing with getting out of that lifestyle yeah. who messed around in it. And we who regret see, it. Who regret it or still currently regret it because they're still battling with mm-hmm. being in it and being out of it. We've lost people to it. Being older and being more mature, it's it's so... I yet. don't know if it was me and you talking to somebody where we they said, I don't regret of I don't regret the trials I went through or like the whole... like Ultimately, everything happens for a reason, I, mm-hmm. I feel like. I think without regret, you duplicate your mistakes. Without regret, you duplicate mistakes. Because if you don't regret something, it means that you don't feel sincerely sorry for okay, what no, it yeah, caused no, you. No, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, whether it caused you or a loved one or a family member, mm-hmm. a friend hurt, mm-hmm. that's one thing. But ultimately causing that kind of hurt towards, you know, towards our Lord. Um, if you don't feel remorse for that and feel sorry for it, then what's going to stop you from doing it again? No, yeah, that's conviction, And right? so that's why I've always said that I regret stuff because I do mm-hmm. regret stuff. Yeah, I, yeah, if yeah. I could go back and do it over, I would, because I know now the hurt and the pain and the trials that has caused me mm-hmm. or someone else. Right. Yeah. And so without truly feeling that, I think that you, uh, you can fall back into those things. Mm-hmm. I get what people say it for. And I understand when I say that I regret something, I know that I can't go back in time and change it. 
but I know the next time I'm presented with that opportunity to fail that way, I've, I know what the outcome is to be tested. the way, And yeah. so I can, I can treat it differently. Yeah. And so by that, that, by that reasoning, yeah, I regret stuff. So it's kind of interesting because around that time of me getting back again, I never left church, but mentally back into church. Um, that's probably around 17, 18, 19 years old. And that's kind of around the time frame. I think when we, when we met, if I'm 19? not mistaken, no way. It was not 19. We were... When did we meet? We have this conversation and this discussion all the time, I know, I and know. we never have pinpointed a date. The date, yeah. Um, we played flag football a lot back in the day, like once a week. And this guy was like, "Hey, man, do you do you mind if I invite so and so? I played with them at the high school, and uh, he goes to church. He plays keys and this and that. Here's his Instagram, and all it was was a, a video of you playing keys, but it was That's your it had? was your hands, and they were very dark." Bro, I used to. Well, I'm dark right You're dark, now. No, they be, were dark. Bro. I know. I remember. I remember. And so I remember um, meeting you, and I was I was surprised because you weren't African American, <laughs> and I thought that you were because of the, the my hands. Bro, I'm telling you. But the name didn't give it away. The if name it, didn't. It well, them. I didn't really. Think I guess about you can't. Yeah, you you can. Sometimes there's there's like yeah yeah Juan. Yeah, it happens, right? Like it it's it's a thing. I didn't want to uh, judge you based on yeah, your yeah, name yeah. or your. But my hands. I guess I was judging you based yeah. on the color of your hands, but <laughs> that's funny. Uh, I remember I showed up, and uh, our friend, our mutual friend, was like, "Man, he's really good, this and that, right, whatever." And I'm a competitive person, so I remember I was like, "We're about to find out." I'm about to find out. <laughs> I'm about to. You find did, out. boy. Nah. You did. I was. I, don't even I was, remember what happened. I was. I remember I was QBing, and I remember you. You picked me off twice. I do. I just remember once. Twice. But one of them was off a tip. No, one it was of, off a tip, but you don't. One of them, it. it's crazy. I even remember this. One of them was like you baited me, or no, I'm sorry, I baited you, and you failed because like I gave the guy room. This was, mind you, this was we started the episode being like you 350. <laughs> <laughs> mind you, I was like 40 pounds lighter, so I could move a little bit more, and I baited you, and like you failed for it. So well, I well honestly, bro, it was not that much after high school. Oh. I don't remember that one, but I do remember the tip. The tip. And it was about to hit the ground, and you weren't even covering that guy, yeah. and you were you're you're running safety, so like you ended up getting to the ball. Da-da-da, and I do remember, da-da-da. I do remember telling myself like this dude flies around, like he he finds the ball, which yes. I appreciated. So I respected you as uh, a football player, as a dog. And I remember afterwards we talked about uh, music, and I was like, man, we need to jam out sometime. And you're like, yeah, yeah, it'd be cool. Let's do it. And I had no idea. That you had actually visited our church before yeah, this I was even gonna, happened. I was just about to say that. Is like I had technically already not met you, but seen you like two times. Yeah, yeah. We, we, and we, I didn't, rem- I didn't put the pieces together until later on, until we had spoken. This continued on. We added you into the flag football chain, and we would go once a week and we'd play um, Monday nights or Thursday nights. I think it was Monday yeah, nights. Yeah. And um, ever since then, it kind of, kind of carried through and. We always said, let's jam out. Yeah, I'll get back to you on that. We never did. It was always a football friendship. Yeah. And we started getting into uh, different flag football teams. So that we've already been probably playing a full year, mm-hmm. like just by ourselves with the guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, random people that we've met over the years. We ended up starting the the, the C-Tex Warriors, and you, you were obviously in there. Mm-hmm. And that's really, by then, we were already pretty good friends just from hanging out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were doing some practices for the team and then we'd go eat afterwards um but you never had met my my family you didn't really hang out with me outside of football right 
And so finally I was like, bro, like, what are you doing? Like everybody wants to to meet you and, and jam out. At this point I already had seen your, your posts musically, mm-hmm. vocally. And I was like, dang, this guy's really talented. We should definitely get together, which is again, ironic because like I said, one of the things that we, I guess, relate to the most is the ministry side. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was never that, even, that was never even conversation. The thing why we were, t- yeah, that's not even why we were hanging out. It was because of football. Yeah. And, uh, finally, you know, probably a year into it, we hung out, uh, on a Friday with everybody. And after that, it was kind of history. You know, I've had a lot of friends in my life and I know a lot of people. Um, I know a lot of people, too many people. It's hard to keep track of who I know from where and what they do. Mm-hmm. Like some people will walk up to me and be like, Hey man, how's it going? I'll be like, Oh, how are you doing? And I, it's taking me a while to connect the work dots. and everything else too. Right. I think it's just being in so many different environments, mm-hmm. the business side of it, the church side of it, yeah. um, the car community, like, Everywhere. Yeah, that's true. You that's know, true. just meeting hundreds dad, and thousands of people. People knowing your dad and knowing, yeah. Exactly. Meeting meeting thousands of people over a span of a lifetime. People know who I am and don't always remember who they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel bad about it. I hate it. But I am closer to 30, so maybe that's why. Yeah. But I've had a lot of people in and out of my life on a friendship level. And um, I don't know where we're going to end up as friends. Hopefully, we'll always be this the same way we are with each other yeah. through life's changes. Um. But I, I can say this without a doubt. Like, you've been one of the best friends I've ever had. Yeah, um, appreciate that, man. Same. You know, I, I view you more as a brother than I do Same. Uh, a friend at this point. You've been there for moments of my life where it's been it's been dark. It's been uh, a struggle at times, whether it be through relationships, through losing family members, to the house burning. Yeah. Like, just multiple times throughout my life where I know I can count on you. And you'll drop every, everything to, to pull up and be there uh, present in the moment. I've I've always said that I'm not that good of a friend. You know, I've that's <laughs> something that I've struggled with. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but um, I'm I'm definitely working on that in my personal life. Uh, just cherishing the people around me, especially the good ones, because they are few and far between. Mm-hmm. And so, as a friend, man, I just obviously want to thank you. Yeah, on, on air camera. and live. No, man, that's I think it's all you know reciprocated. It's um goes both ways. Um. You just gave a whole thing. You don't, don't, bro. <laughs> no, I, I would like don't to. Feel I would like to, but it's like, too, wow. Because I wasn't saying that in expectation yeah. of anything in return. No, no, I know, I know you're not, but I think, I think I can say that you've definitely been, um, you know, you definitely, you definitely, um, have been the best friend that, that I've had. So, um, I appreciate all the sacrifices that you've done for me as well. Um, cause there's been many and just for taking me in really, you know, I never had a gosh, I'm all choking him. Um, I never had a friend like you, honestly. So um, definitely, definitely value you a lot, and and I love you, man. Here's to another however many years we've been friends. We really don't know officially. Hasta going a Cristo. Yeah, but no, I, I do remember something that stuck out to me. Um, stuck out or stood out? I'm not sure how you stood st- out. Stuck out. Stuck out. Anyways, it's been a Monday. We're filming this yeah, I know. on a Monday, guys, and. To prove that it's been a Monday, I just want you to look at my socks. At least I'm wearing the same shoes. Have you worn different shoes before? Yes. When? Last couple weeks ago. Probably I got weird. to I got all the way to work and I realized I had the these on one shoe and some Nikes on the other. We are so old. I know. I didn't really but granted they were both brown bottoms. So like, but you didn't like. I didn't see s- the tops of them when no, you put I them on. No, I did it. I did it. I'm over here judging you. Like I didn't, <laughs> yeah, I didn't you look at my clothes. socks when I put my socks on this morning. Yeah, I didn't. 
I got to work and I was like, oh my God. Yeah, guys. So that's the very, very lengthy uh, intro intro of <laughs> of ourselves. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah of our friendships, of our brief history of, of church life. And again, a lot of these things we're going to talk we about uh, at a later time, more dissected, uh, reference our, our church lives uh, with some of these topics that we bring up. Because again, the idea of this podcast and the name convalescence is to heal from an illness. And sometimes the scariest illnesses, the most terminal are the ones that you never saw no, coming yeah. or you never expected mm-hmm. the silent killers as they call them. Right. So that's part of our, our mission is to like talk about these things that or the ones you never speak of, right? The ones you never speak of. Exactly. The yeah. silent ones. That's kind of our goal is like, man, what can we talk about that? We know mm-hmm. just becoming friends and both being in the ministry and both growing up in church we know we've struggled Seeing with it, yeah who else is struggling with these things you know who else on stage while they're trying to worship and lead worship is struggling with these thoughts or this attitude or this whatever it is right yeah. uh, fill in the generic topic that we're going to speak on what can we do can we can we talk about it and bring it to light bring it to the forefront where people can say you know what i'm struggling with that too pray for me yeah or like give you the validation that you are still worthy, even if the enemy make, enemy makes you feel like you Otherwise, aren't. Yeah. Because for me growing up, I always felt like I couldn't speak about it uh, because I was going to be looked at as a disappointment to mm-hmm. my family, a disappointment to the church, before I was even viewing the disappointment I was bringing God. That's how bad it was where I was like, I don't really care about how God feels. I'm worried about what my, my parents, my grandparents, what the public yeah, thinks yeah. about me, not, yeah, what, no, of course. not what hurt I'm causing God, right? So that's part of our mission is to be like, you know, let's talk about the fringe topics that we're scared to talk about, uh, at the pulpit on stage, uh, in the church walls around church people. Like, let's just be real. Mm -hmm. Let's have real conversations with really fake people. Because if you look at who we are and have been, it could be viewed as fake. Yeah. You know, if you were to write it down and to examine it, it would be viewed as fake. And so again, stick with us guys. If you haven't already, please subscribe for future episodes yeah. Um, and stay tuned to what, you know, we have cooking on the podcast. Again, for us, it's not like you already heard it. It's not like this was a huge priority for us. Yeah. So the expectations aren't really high. And I know a couple of weeks ago, I was like, man, if we can, if we can help one person, it'll all be, worth it'll it. all be worth it. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, we don't have to get lost in the views or the clicks or the feedback, mm-hmm. but if we can help one person, yeah. Yeah, 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 man, all this work would be worth it. That's our job, man. We're gonna do a segment every episode called snack of the show and again, of course it's me of course it's you <laughs> <laughs> i have one too so don't do feel you have one i have one oh yeah. i thought it was just me nah we'll we'll, we'll split it up i don't want to because i brought you one in i case saw that but they're very they're still very similar oh really well the ones i see so like is can i be does it have to be a like a like a get like a gas station snack it can be anything that it you can be a food as not a Can full it, meal. Oh. I'm not talking about a 10-piece nugget. Like, what a typical human. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. A, I get you. A sit-down What if meal? it's like my mom made, like, some tamales or like. Bro, that's not a snack. It can't that's be. That's a meal eaten as a snack. It can't be. Nah, no, 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 no. You, you ever, you had one? Have you ever just had one? No. 
It's a snack. I don't sit down and eat one tamale. That's a snack. I sit down and eat like seven it's or eight. It's a tamale to go. It's a snack. That's not a snack. It's a snack, It's bro. not. It's a snack. Who has the self-control to just sit down and eat one tamale? I do. I can guarantee you this much. You ain't sitting down eating one tamale, bro. I you're you're eating one plate full thing. of tamales. That's, that's what I'm saying. No, it's no, a no, snack. No. You're eating one plate if, full of okay, tamales. Okay, look, if I that's why I said one tamale. One plate full of tamales. One full on the go plate. I can eat one. If it, if I I'm leaving, I'm in a hurry. You got two hands. Why are you just grabbing one? I'm just saying, like, if you're in a hurry, it's like just grab one. It's a snack. That's a snack. You're okay, not, fine. Would you consider if, it as a meal if, if you, you want one? If you want to pull up with a tamale, fine. It's okay. Pull up with the tamale. <laughs> I just, may. And you I'm can't just, have it. One tamale is not going to satisfy me. I'm going to want more. That's just the way I am. We can get into the weeds and figure out what exactly is a snack. I, I, I didn't really think about it that. I think it's a snack is based off proportions. Proportions? Portions. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it's portions. Is it portions or proportions? <laughs> proportions is math. <laughs> Proportions is math. I'm Dude, <laughs> the proportions of a tamale. <laughs> the portions. It's the portion. I said that earlier. Did you say if, that? If oh. it's not something that, like, if you would sit down, a and full meal. If you can't have a full meal, you're not gonna have a full meal of what I see over there on the as no, your snack yeah, of the week. Yeah, I'm not. But you could have a full meal of tamales. You know what I mean? Plural. I'm not, yes. I'm not just gonna show up with one chicken nugget. That's what I'm saying. That's a snack. That would be a snack. One chicken nugget but is a snack. But it's something that would be a meal. Oh. That you're modifying into a snack. Oh, okay. You see okay. what I'm saying? Yes. So this can be anything from candy to like pastries to cookies to whatever. Okay. Snack related. If you like salty pickles, go for it. Mm-hmm. So if anybody in the comments <laughs> wants you. us to try. A tamale? Not a tamale. Oh. But a specialized snack that you maybe have oh, tried, send it in. or you know you've send seen it at a gas station now. that you're curious about what it tastes like, send in the recommendations. Oh we'll no, try send to, it. Like if they, can, you trust people sending you food. If it's something from out of country, hey, maybe we would make an exception. Hey, you can only find these in Russia. Maybe send it in, and we'll but check. it's got to be packaged. It's got to be sealed, sealed out of safety for our health. I would delete it. I'm not. I know you would. For today's snack of the show, what did you bring us? So I was gonna get just regular trolleys, like the sour, the crawlers. Mm -hmm. Um, the sour. Did you know it's sour bright? What does that mean? I don't know, but what what do you what do you normally think it is? Sour sour bite, right? Let me see the package. Yeah, I would have said sour bite crawlers. Exactly, because it's sour bright. Do you say trolley or trolley? I said trolley. These are these are my go-tos. My go-to snacks. It used to be um gummy worms. Mm -hmm. Gummy bears. I used to do those every every post um post church post service. That was the go-to. That was my yeah, snack. Yeah. But as of recently I've been into these. Um I got this new one. It says new. Ooh. It's, I got this new one. It says new. Um electric crawlers. Sour. I, yeah, sour electric. They're all sour. Huh. Are we open it right now? Uh yeah, go ahead. This is this is gonna um try a regular one first. How do you you want me to throw it to you or you want to yeah, get throw the, it package? To the package? No, the the worm. Okay. What color did you get? Blue and red. Here's another one. We're sorry for all of the listeners that hate chewing. 
I do. Truth be told, bro. Me too. I hate chewing. I hate chewing. That's so good. I love these. I mine kind of mine had like powder on it. It's like like it didn't have those little crystal things. It was like powdery. Oh, are the size of the electric sour ones the same? Not gonna lie, they're a little bit bigger. Tell me one of those. There you go. Oh, this one's a little different. Oh, that's how to still adjust. caught it. What's the what are the flavors on the back? Um, it says. Oh, I don't have my glasses. Oh my god. Um, here. Can you throw me the bag without letting them fly all over the place? Yeah, uh, there's enough weight to it. Ready? Okay. Oh! <laughs> oh my god, this guy. You still got it, man. I hope the camera catches that. Jeez, dude. And you, I don't not, know how much, how heavy that was you, gonna be. You cut a hole in this thing where like eight of these buddies could fly out. <laughs> At the point. All right, so trolley. I'll meet a regular one. Oh, sour electric crawlers. Um, two flavors zapped together. So you have blueberry lemonade. You have mango dragon fruit, which is this one. And then you have a watermelon strawberry. Have you tried it yet? Mm. I got the uh, mango dragon fruit. I eat another regular one. Honestly, all these flavors sound good. I'm going to try it. You ready? Yeah. Going in. Mm. Whoa, it's a little tangy. Well, they're tangy. sour. Tangy or tangy? Tangy. Tangy. <laughs> tangy. No, but they're all. these are sour too. I don't like this. At all. Mm-mm. I need to eat a regular one to get this out of my mouth. For real? Mm-hmm. I don't like it. If these bo- if both of these bags were at the gas station, I would be taking these. No, you're not. I would be taking Why? these. So, they're obviously bigger, but they're softer than those. What are the flavors on there? Do they mix flavors? Mm, yeah. Cherry lemon, strawberry grape, orange lime. So think about it. There are two colors, right? The worm is split in half of two colors. If you were to buy it one color, you only get one flavor? Mm-hmm. Or do you think all the flavors put into it and it's just dyed? Mm, I think it's just one color, one flavor. Because all Skittles are taste the same. We're going to have to test that fact. Because I don't think they taste the same. I, I think th- they taste the same. I tell you this much. I can spot me a grape Skittle. I don't like grape. Blindfolded? I don't like grape flavors. I guarantee you, I can no. spot me a grape Skittle. There's purple? Yeah. It almost looks brown. It's like poo-poo brown. Like, it's not a good combination. Yeah, Already yeah, yeah. starting off bad. So I do like the flavor of these better. I feel like it It tastes like two different flavors versus those. tastes like one flavor. To me, they both taste the same. For those of you that don't know, Evie is one of the no. biggest eaters. Used to be. You will ever meet. Used to be. And now you're not? I wouldn't say You've gotten better. Because uh, I like ranch. What about ranch flavored cheat like dip, like the like the Tostitos dips? They're okay. You ever had them? No. It tastes like ranch. It's got like a cooling flavor to it. I like the ranch Doritos. It's got a ranch uh, aftertaste. So it? you like ranch? I like that. So you like ranch? Yeah, I guess so. I'm gonna tell the the listeners really quickly about the time that we went to lunch. No. This is first year of us hanging out. Was it the cafe? This is 2018. I'm gonna eat another crawley. It's a tr- <laughs> it's a trolley. It's a crawley. <laughs> I'm gonna say crawler and trolley because they're called crawlers. So I ordered these fried pickles uh, one day at lunch, and he didn't like ranch, and he was a very very picky eater at the time when we first found him out in the wild. Um, I think it was a fried pickle I didn't like. It, well, maybe I basically dipped the fried pickle in some ranch. It was 
Not a lot. Pretty heavily. That was a one-fourth of the pickle. It was half. And it was a small pickle. It was half. No, a small portion of ranch tea back then was like... Beep. A dab. Dude, I'm talking like... That's what I wanted to do. Heavy, but you, you wanted to heavy, they were There were grains of salt. It in ranch. There were grains of salt on that pickle that were larger than the dab of ranch you put on it. That's right. That's too small. That's right. So I dip it in ranch... And these, this pickle was smaller than the pickles they give you at Chick-fil-A, by the way, just for the audience to compare. Little he bite. takes a bite of it, and <laughs> he Explosed. looks like he's very, very displeased with the flavor. And so I start to record, obviously right before uh, this is about to go down, and he spit it out of his mouth, <laughs> but Girl, caught okay, it, okay. Re- realizing he was in a public environment. Chat, I'm sorry, chat. This is not, that's he not caught me it. anymore. He caught it in his the hand Lord before has he changed me. I, I I will admit I was very childish in in my foods. I'm proud of you for stepping out. Uh, the verdict is split. I'm going for Trolley's sour electric crawlers. I'm going OG. You going OG? OG Trolley. 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 Did I just change it? I honestly don't know how it's pronounced. To be honest with you, you're listening to the Convalescence Podcast. Join us as we navigate the complexities of politics, culture technology, church, and more. All while keeping you entertained with fun conversations and unscripted twists. If you haven't already, subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at the underscore conpod. And leave us a comment. Who knows? It might even make the show. So we were just talking about the Tostitos um, ranch dip. Like for the chips. Like, bro, that was so big in my household growing up like we always had those at like the big events like the games super bowl sundays etc like that was always a go-to mm-hmm. and ironically enough we didn't have any of that ranch dip there very difficult to watch the game like and hear everything going on because we had probably 30 people in the room yesterday yeah um but i don't remember seeing that many great commercials the best one for me was the the doritos Dinamitas with Jenny Ortega and then the old ladies. You were paying attention. You didn't see that one? No. Those are good, I think. I don't know. We should have had Those it on the, the snack of the show. The twist, right? <laughs> the ones that are, they're almost like duckies. Yeah. Yellow they, bag they've or been green out. bag. Why? Yeah, they've been out for a long time. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why they were choosing to promote those. Like, mm-hmm. Doritos commercials have always been good for Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember seeing a Doritos only. Super Bowl commercial yesterday. Like that was the only Dorito brand commercial that I saw. There's there there are usually like more, right? There's usually there's like usually like several. two or three. Yeah, you know, but maybe it's the economy. Maybe it's a sign of the times. I don't know if that's playing a factor because they're paying millions of dollars for thirty second ads. That was probably the favorite one for me. I did like the the Kawasaki mullet commercial. That one's funny with the bald eagle I gross do mullet. That one. I was awake for the Kawasaki. You were asleep during the game. Yes. Well, not. I feel like. During commercials, you I were asleep nap. during the game. Did you not see me not move for like the first? Quarter? I couldn't see you from where I was sitting. You were I laying watched, on the couch, and I, I was at the bar. The, the all the intro, the start the Star Spangled Banner, and then I was kind of like dozing and all. Cause yeah, that's right. They were throwing pills at me. I don't remember any of this. Yeah, I was I was because I was extremely comfortable. Apparently, too, too comfortable. Apparently, I was falling asleep. I think during the commercial, so I honestly cannot remember. There were a couple weird ones, I'm not going to lie. Um, the Despicable Me commercial was kind of weird. It starts off by talking about AI, 
and it shows like these AI generated images and they're really really strange like they don't make any sense like they're shaking hands and one guy has like 10 fingers and the next photo there's like a group of people eating spaghetti what? out of their hands what? and then you start hearing a, a minion start to laugh in the background and it says the world would be a better place with AI AI is our friend and then it says Despicable Me 4 coming soon that was it? that was the commercial it's very very weird what in the world? Yeah. What does AI have to do with it? So I was at the barber shop today. Shout out Christian the barber. Um, and he actually, uh, he brought that one up. We always talk about AI and the dangers of AI. Mm-hmm. And I was like, bro, I, I honestly think that the reason why they did that because they're targeting um the younger generation, trying to like indoctrinate them to think that AI is our friend. Yeah. When in reality, like. Because what did what did the commercial say? The future is the future is AI and like it's friendly basically, mm. like it's our friend verbatim, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just like think about it, like the same way that Disney uh, conditioned us to see like sexual images and like yeah, some of the subliminal messaging and whatnot. But like this is directly in your face. The one about the foot washing uh, was interesting, and I've seen some people uh, talk about it on social media. Um, but let me just read you this really quickly. This is uh, from Fox Business. It was a 60-second commercial that appeared in the first quarter of the game, as well as a 15-second spot in the second half. The first ad was titled Foot Washing, featured images shot by international fine art photographer Julia Fullerton Batten, including one of a young man washing an elderly family member's feet at a dinner table, a police officer washing a black man's feet, a woman washing a younger woman's feet outside of a family planning clinic, a white woman washing a migrant's feet after arriving by bus from Chicago. An oil worker is seen washing a clean air now protester's feet, and a priest is seen washing the feet of a presumed gay man. It concluded with the slogan, Jesus didn't teach hate, he washed feet. And the shorter ad was titled, Know Your Neighbor, which aired in the second quarter. The He Gets Us people, their idea was to like create inclusion. Like, let's all be friends. Like, let's stop hating each other. Mm-hmm. Right? Let's stop writing. Let's stop doing all these things. And it's doing the complete opposite because people have done some digging into the He Gets Us movement because nobody really knows where they came from. Nobody mm-hmm. really knows who's who owns them or who runs them. Um, but David Green was the co-founder of Hobby Lobby. And the Green family's net worth is over $15 billion with a B. So they are loaded. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Hobby Lobby was in the headlines um, a few years ago because... They refused to abide by the Affordable Care Act. So the Supreme Court ruled in 2014 that required family-owned businesses to basically fund uh, insurance coverage for their workers that would supply birth control and contraceptives. And they refused to do that because they it went against the beliefs, the Christian beliefs of mm-hmm. the Green family. And uh, it said that it violated the, the federal law that protected religious freedom. And so there was a big ordeal with that. Um, and then in 2021, there was a, a court case uh, that f- because basically Hobby Lobby forbid a transgender employee of Hobby Lobby who was born a male. They forbid him to use the women's restroom mm-hmm. while he was working. Honestly, as mm-hmm. a customer, that's super uncomfortable. Like I wouldn't feel safe if my wife, my mom, my sister, anybody that I knew went to go shop at Hobby Lobby, that Hobby Lobby while that person was working yeah. there. I'm not judging them. I'm not yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, labeling them anything, but I just wouldn't feel safe uh, allowing them to go in there. So I, 
as a business, I could see why you they understand. could say no. Yeah. Don't do that. Taking out any religious, you know, influence at all. And so they ended up losing this this hearing and they had to pay this person two hundred and twenty thousand dollars. No way. Uh, because they said that it violated the state's human rights act. The reason why this is being brought up is because the Green family is a big funder of the He Gets Us movement. Mm-hmm. And so people are saying, hey, how are you saying that you can support gay people, but then you won't let a transgender man use the women's restroom? How are you saying that you support... They're the main founders? They're, I mean, their net worth is over $15 billion, and they're one of the funders, mm, okay. financial funders for Got them. You. It's really confusing, like I said, to find any information on these people. Mm-hmm. But the CEO is Ken Caldwell who was a former executive at Wendy's and Domino's Pizza, places that you love very much. Domino's sounds great right now. And he stated that the objective of the campaign is sharing life and the love of Jesus through thought-provoking ways. For people that haven't heard it and don't know anything about this and may have seen that commercial, um, Jesus washed the feet uh, of the disciples. So John 13, 6 says that Jesus came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, You do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord, Simon Peter, replied, Not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, Those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him. And that was why he said not everyone was clean. If you skip to verse 15, he says, I have set an example for you that you should do as I have done for you. Verily, truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Those dogs were dirty. And he was like, no matter how bad they are, I'm going to prove to you a point here. But what's interesting about that is... When Simon Peter says, hey, I, like, I need to wash everything else, too, because, like, you know, he's like, nah, like, you're clean already. It was metaphoric, right? You're clean because you're one of, you're truly one of my people. Uh, but he said, not all of you are clean, referring to Judas, right? because he knew Judas was going to end up betraying him. And that, to me, is a critical piece, because when you think about these commercials, you see that the feet washing is taking place. The priest is washing the transgender man's feet. Um, the woman is washing the young woman's feet outside of the abortion clinic like i understand how you could skew that and it's it's true like it's biblical he he tells them you know in the last scripture they're like go and do it like if it blesses you and you know that it's right go and do it i'm not stopping you from washing the feet of somebody else I'm, i'm showing you that this is how to to have someone understand that we are the same mm-hmm. even though we have our differences right but what's critical here is that he even says that just because i'm washing your feet doesn't mean that you're clean uh, yeah, Jesus did wash his feet. Yeah, Jesus did love his neighbor. Yeah, Jesus did want to love everybody. But he also says here, like, hey, some of you guys aren't going to make the cut. You still, It's critical that we not lose sight of that part of it. And for someone who doesn't know anything about that story, uh, I recommend you go read up on it. And hopefully we've provided a little bit of insight to you if that's the first time you've, you've heard this. Um, and if you've seen the commercial and were a little bit curious about it, it's so eerie in the sense that he knew he was about to die. They didn't know that he was going to be crucified. Right. Right. The disciples were just there. They were all around him as they were back in the time. They didn't know what was about to happen, but he knew that because he's an all-knowing God, right? And so he was saying, you're not going to know 
right now, but one day you're going to know about, the, you're going to remember this conversation and everything I'm telling you is going to make sense. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's super profound, not only like the master washing the servant's feet, but it's so profound in the sense of like, hey, it's choice. Yeah. You know, because Judas chose to betray Jesus. Mm-hmm. And his price was the silver that they gave him. And that's yeah. all it took for him mm-hmm. to say, hey, you know what? Yeah. That's crazy. Ultimately, we know that it was predestined to be that way for the forgiveness of our sins. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We know that. It, but it, the way it happened but is the way, still... Yeah. There's a lot to learn from it. So I just uh, took a potty break. Um, I have a small bladder. Those of you that know me know this is a very, very accurate statement. Tiny. I want to say tiny. It's tiny. It's an average-sized bladder. Mm. I just, if I feel like I have to use a restroom, I don't hold it. Like, I go to the restroom. I don't hold it like most people do. Like, I go find a restroom and I go. I to hold it? You can get bladder infections, I think. From holding it? I think. If you are nurses, no, we put, don't. It <laughs> <laughs> put it in the chat. We don't. Uh, I, I can hold it for a long period of time. I'm not saying that I can't. I just choose not to. I feel to. like you can't. I choose not to. I feel like you can't. Though. Choose not to. I feel like There's a difference. Can't. I think because I've chosen not to, my mindset is if I feel the urge to use a restroom, I go use a restroom. Looking back at the the feet washing example, it, like I said, it's a it's an important message that we've all heard growing up, and it ties into love thy neighbor. Like they're saying, like yeah, like everyone is deserving of forgiveness. Everyone is deserving of the love. You know, the Bible has said that numerous times. If you look at Matthew twenty two thirty five, turn your Bibles to turn your turn your turn your apps to Matthew turn your e Bibles to. <laughs> so Matthew twenty two thirty five is really interesting to me too, and to kind of give some context. Um, this takes place around that same time period, uh, right before the crucifixion. So the Pharisees, the Herodians, and the Sadducees. Sadducees? <laughs> <laughs> That's some people I know. <laughs> <laughs> you Sadducee? Let me see. <laughs> let Sa- me see Sadducees. Sadducees? Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. <laughs> Sadducees. That's funny. Am I saying that right? It's, I'm sure, but it just sounds sounds like. A few people I know. Pray for them, guys. I'm sad. I was going to say that. You were thinking about me, though. <laughs> what was the kicker's name for the 49ers yesterday? Moody. And you? What, did, what did you tell everybody in the living room? I was room? like, let's go, Renzo. <laughs> and what was his number? Four. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Sadducees. Sadducees. But it's it's S-A-D-D-U-C-E-E-S. Yeah. CDs. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say it. Lord, forgive me. Oh, man. If you're a Sadducee, if you're part of the Sadducee community, I'm sorry. I'm right there with you guys. Um, So to give some backstory, because again, this is something that I've heard a lot growing up and didn't really know who these people were. Mm -hmm. I've always heard people joke around like, oh, they're Pharisees. Oh, they're hypocrites. Like this and that, right? We say it more in the church as a joke. Yeah. You know, than actually knowing who these people are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so... um, He's speaking to these people, and there are these groups, the Herodians, the Sadducees, and the Pharisees. There are these three groups that are almost debating Jesus, mm-hmm. right? And they're debating him for multiple different reasons. So if you go to Matthew 22, we'll start at 35. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. 
And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Mm-hmm. On these two commandments hang all of the law and the prophets. The Herodians were a group of people um, who wanted political independence for the Jewish community. The Pharisees were also members of the Jewish party, but they believed in the resurrection. The Sadducees were a Jewish sect that followed the first five books of the Torah, and that limited them to not believe in resurrection or an afterlife. Unlike the Pharisees, the Pharisees did believe that that happened mm-hmm. under the traditions of who their fathers were and what's, what uh, ceremonies took place. And so these, these three groups all had their own, um, I guess, motives into why they were debating Jesus and trying to get him okay. to, to slip up. Yeah. Um, and even in, it's crazy because even in Mark 3, the Herodians and the Pharisees plot to kill Jesus. You think it they says, were like trying to justify their their beliefs or I think I think what was going on is that it was a belief that was different than their own and they didn't feel comfortable with it. Which is ultimately why the Romans crucified him. Mm-hmm. And all of these religious sects, um, they had influence with the Romans. The yeah. Romans are the ones who ended up uh crucifying, crucifying him. him. Yeah. So it's really interesting that he says, Love the Lord God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength. We've heard the scriptures right obviously paraphrasing what truly is all your heart what truly is all your mind what truly is all your soul like it's every ounce of you everything every ounce of you in every moment which is a tall task and a feat that's probably not achievable Mm -hmm. but we know what the standard is as selfish humans i feel like it's hard for us to love god and put god's love first because if we truly love god we don't do the sin that we carry with us like we leave that behind uh if we truly love him but we're selfish humans and so we put the love of ourselves and our flesh and our needs before god's needs and god's wants so then third place is what the neighbor everybody Mm -hmm. else other than us and god is the neighbor and god's telling us love me before anything else love your neighbor before you love you or equivalent to the way you love you and so again going back to this 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 uh he gets us ad placement like i again i get what they're saying and i'm glad that someone's speaking up and donating money and raising yeah. awareness for jesus and the movement but when you skew and sway and twist the message of what he was actually giving it's a scary place to be if you're a listener and, and you don't agree per se to what we're saying like that's all that's okay. okay you can have your beliefs we can have ours we can agree to disagree and not hate each other uh i love you as my neighbor, as your neighbor. and um the idea of this podcast is just to get you to think. Spark an idea. Spark an idea. Spark a conversation. Again, we're all on different journeys, different walks in our spiritual life as humans. Um, and, you know, I don't judge anybody for not agreeing with me or mm-hmm. being on a different uh, level. Um, because, again, we are all yeah. desiring to feel God's love and God's presence and God's forgiveness. So we're just all in the process of trying to help each other get there, Yeah, uh, which I think is is huge it's it's crazy man like like i was saying earlier you know you have all these things going on where you know like the ai commercial with the the minions like it's not even hiding anymore it's like it's like in your face and ice spice ice spice throwing up the whatever the satanic signs in the the taylor swift suite people are saying it's satanic um they have she's hanging out with taylor swift there's a lot of taylor swift conspiracies out there um, about her. Oh, it was, so it was the pointer and the pinky, but she just kind of had him in. She was yeah. like that. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> don't, <laughs> I don't know what you mean. She was like, <laughs> like let's just think about all the things that are happening during the halftime shows. Like over the years, they are not what God wants. 
And so if you're not what God wants, you are what who wants? Yeah. The other guy. And so just because it's not subliminal and it's not hidden, now, like I said, everything's up front and right in front of our faces. Uh, it takes less uh, discernment, which should make it easier for us to stay away from it at times. Um, we don't always do that, but it should make it easier easier for us to distinguish it. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on Taylor Swift in the NFL space? Are mm, you a Swifty? I'm not at all. Um, I will admit I prefer her when she was country. Um, I really didn't listen to any of her I, stuff. I'm not going to lie. I, I did. I When I grew up listening in sports and to all kinds of music, um, so I did hear the beginning. And judge me if you're going to judge me. But oh, I'm bro, judging you from over here. <laughs> bro, but her... Her country stuff was actually pretty good. I think for some reason, I'm not saying there's a conspiracy or like there's something like behind the scenes going on, but I feel like there's something. Um, it's all part of the plan for some for some reason. I don't. I, so how do I feel about it? I feel kind of eerie about it. Um, of the whole space she's given and like the whole role she's being right now in the NFL. Um, do I mind it? Not really. Like I just I I'm, I feel. Like there's something behind it. So you don't think that they're actually in love, or they're actually in a relationship? Are you one of the ones? I think that so. Think that, I think I think they are. Are you one of the ones that think this is just for marketing? Because in fairness, she I think she's generated well, before the Super Bowl alone like 350 plus million in revenue just because of the times they've showed her at the game. Someone asked me after you left last night. They're like, "What do you think about her there?" And I'm like, "You know what? To be honest with you, I've never been a Swifty. I don't care for her music." I don't think she's wildly attractive like most people do. Mm-hmm. She has a net worth of one billion plus. Um, so I know she's not with Travis for the money. His net worth is only like thirty million. Yeah. Uh, or somewhere around there. So she's not with him for the money. We know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he's a really great guy. I don't really know. Based on what I've seen, him throwing helmets and pushing his coach. I was say I don't read. He seems like a great guy. I'm a competitive person and I don't like to lose and I get mad and I've. You can you can do that. You're gonna the, do that to, field. to a teammate, but to your coach, bro. I'm not. I'm not excusing it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I just know that when I'm out there playing for a flag football championship, the Super Bowl is much bigger <laughs> than yeah. that. Um, I think he knows that more eyes are on him because of Taylor, and I think I think he feels a little bit more pressure to to show out as a player that he knows he is. Um, and he he's hungry just like all of them. So I wish they would have lost because of that because I I want them to talk about it negatively and hold them to some accountability but they're never going to because they yeah. end up winning but i i did tell them yesterday like whenever they show her in the suite whenever he does something spectacular or even just gets a first down like she's freaking out about every little thing i look at her in that moment not as taylor swift but just a proud girlfriend mm-hmm. she's not a rock star in that moment she's a girlfriend a football girlfriend i think that's cool that's true that's um, true. so yesterday i didn't mind it and quite honestly at those games like you i think as viewers we look forward to seeing the celebrities in attendance like they showed all the suites filled with the celebrities and we're all intrigued people were saying that the chiefs won because taylor shift uh was a demon who said that people are saying that and the red the chiefs are red before we go eat dinner and say goodbye to our, our listeners um, you're you're a pretty lenient person, right? You have a high tolerance. You have a lot of patience. Maybe not so much anymore. But when I first met like you, like unbothered, you were very unbothered. I am, nine. and and we had this conversation last week because it, 
on a scale of one to ten, ten being the most unbothered, mm-hmm. you say you are a what? Nine. A nine. And what do you give me? Five. You told me six last week. What happened between last week <laughs> Did and I now? Say, that I, for me I to thought lose I said four, so I was giving you. <laughs> wow. You told me six. I, okay. Uh, yeah, six. You told five. me six. Uh, I still haven't given myself a number, nor have I given you a number. But I just said, yeah, I, I, I could see that on both sides. Later that night, we went bowling, and you had a full-on discussion with the guy who <laughs> from the bowling alley who made you wear bowling it shoes. It was just a discussion. Three times. Twice. It was three times. No, because he said if you came back one more time. You went to him at one point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. And I have a video of this man talking about, because it was league night, and we weren't in the league. The guy was like, these people are in here every week. And you're like, oh, so why does that guy have Columbia shoes on? Those aren't bowling shoes. <laughs> They're slippers. He's like, he's like, are you more lenient on him because you see him every week and you never see me? And I was like, this dude is bothered. I wasn't. Like, I was already committed to, like, standing up for my shoes and the shoes I was wearing. And honestly, the only reason was because I was slipping in the other ones. And you're I got two strikes slip. with the shoes I was you're wearing. You're designed to slip in them. Yeah, but I got two strikes buddy, with the shoes I was buddy, wearing. Buddy, I'm going to tell you right now. A good bowler adjusts to the shoes. I'm not a good... I'm not a bowler. We were... Every time he would go up to bowl, we were staring at the front desk to make sure that that guy wasn't <laughs> coming over there. So well, we, yeah. I never actually saw you bowl, except for a few times. The first times, I got I got a strike. The last, the, time he came, the last time he came back to our, our lane, he said, if you don't take your shoes off, I'm kicking you guys out. <laughs> and we were all looking at him like, can you just put your shoes back on? Which I did. Eventually... <laughs> When I first met you, yeah, you were. I never saw you angry. I never saw you upset. Still You're the type don't. of person that bottles a lot of stuff up. Now you are more of a bothered person, okay? God, Lee. I was going to bring up this one time because we were talking about sports. Um, this one time you were the most I've ever seen you upset. How many times have you actually been upset at me? Like, can, can you count them or is it no, too many to count? I don't, I don't. I. No memory of wrongs. <laughs> I honestly have no idea. You can't count on one hand or two hands or two toes. or Probably one hand. Yeah. Uh-huh. I wouldn't say that's a reflection of me and my character, but more so well, a reflection of yours because well, you're a very lenient person. Well. So let me paint this picture up for you guys. I just remember being very close to you. We were playing wiffle ball. We were team captains. I was team captain of my team, you with yours, and our team was winning by a very large no, number. don't say that. No, we were dominating. I don't believe so. We were dominating no. to the point where you were mad. You were hot and bothered because he was, was very hot. I was bothered by the calls. Who, the calls? Yes. Who were you mad at then? You you were calling. How was I calling if I'm playing on a team? I wasn't. I don't get mad. At, at, I do. I get ups, upset. You said you I were lose. mad because you were making our pitches for our team because they were there were a lot of kids playing. You were making them easier to hit, and I wasn't doing the same. I was pitching hard. Cause they're kids. If it's um, if it's us two, I understand. You know that. what? My kids are gonna be they faster than your kids. kids. That's all I'm saying. I'm gonna tell my kids, you go they're out there have and you win this thing. Did you black out from your rage, or do you remember this? I know y'all were up by a lot. Two by, by many. Two three max. Times five. It was not even five. It was a lot. It was many. The runs were many. I got up to hit, and green slam and i hit the ball very very well <laughs> of course good 15 feet <laughs> wiffle ball is good that's yeah, good wiffle yeah, balls are hard to hit good. you were pitching you could have struck me out but you didn't i found the ball i hit it yeah because i wasn't trying i went around the bases 
my team was cheering. I l- was looking over at you to see where the ball was at because you went to third and the ball never got to you. I think the person at third base must have run to the outfield to go get it based on where the ball landed. Mm-hmm. And as I was rounding third at full speed, I get tripped. You fell? You tripped me. You fell? Off of your leg? Yes. You fell? You actually fell? I fell and I, it hurt. <laughs> I was running full speed. I don't remember you falling. Bruh. I really don't. I don't remember this. I you don't, don't regret it? No. Wow. Because I know you. if you if I did that, you deserved it. <laughs> Look, out of all people, you know I don't try to get back at people. I don't try to. You trip me. No, no, I'm just saying in other in all the other competitive sports we've played together, you know it's not me the one trying to get back at someone who did me dirty. It's you, sir. You've gotten really competitive to the point where <laughs> it's gotten hated. With who? What do you mean with who? You know with who? With who? I wasn't really talking trash because I I could tell that you were you were annoyed. Because your team was losing. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't really trying to get under your skin. My team was just... Whatever. High. I swear. <laughs> I swear to you, bro. Dude, there's no way you were not... I know you... Like, I don't remember, but knowing you, how you are, and when it's a competitive thing, I know you were not not talking. I was not not you, talking. I know you were not not talking. Not not. Um, I know you were talking. <laughs> I don't know why I say not twice. Uh, I was at first until I saw that you were bothered. And I didn't want to be, I didn't want to have any issues. The church was camping out. We were all in a good mood. <laughs> and so I, I toned it back. And I remember I didn't say anything. You it back. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't do a bat flip. I didn't do any, I didn't make any gestures at you. I was galloping very freely to home. <laughs> There's a, a group of spectators by third base with their lawn chairs, and I looked over at them like, this dude literally In front of the me. church elders, bro? In front of the church elders, bro. <laughs> Whenever we kind of came towards each other, I was like... You're going like, to trip me? I, was like, I do remember that. I was like, you're going to trip me, huh? And you weren't even making eye contact with me. No. That's how mad you were. That's the mo- maddest I've ever seen you at me. Really? Yes. Over a game of kids' wiffle ball at the church camp out. <laughs> How does that make you feel? I wouldn't trip you, like I said, unless you deserved it. And I mean that with utmost respect. What's deserving <laughs> of a trip at what do you full mean, speed? What do you mean what's like deserving if, if of a trip? If you're standing right there and I come running at you full speed, what deserves you to stick your leg out? I feel like it wasn't intentional. And if it was, it was it wasn't it was there's more to the story. If it was, why. I deserved it. It, I was there's things you're leaving. Ladies out. and if, gentlemen, if I did. I deserved it because my team butts? kicked his team's butt. That's that's the story. Um, okay. I am a competitive person. You are not wrong about that. You are not wrong about that. We both are, but I have my limits. Ten years ago, I'd be mad the whole night. I wouldn't be able to sleep. Toss and turn because I lost the game. Mm-hmm. Not in like I'm a toddler and throwing a fit, but like man, what could I have done better? What throws did I miss? What what balls yeah. did I drop? What you know, penalty that we get, like whatever it is, like what could we have done better to not lose? Lose. I'll just save it for a different episode because there's a whole thing as to why I realize I'm like that. Anyways, I just wanted to to end on that very funny story <laughs> that I just remembered right now when we were talking about sports and the time that you tripped me. Ladies and gentlemen, don't believe it entirely. 
everything he says. Some there's some truth to that. I did trip him. I feel like a trip is a trip, dude. You weren't running. You were standing at third base. There's no excuse for your bad behavior. You weren't going for the ball. There is. You weren't going for the ball. You were. There is, and I'm sure I'm not the only one who wanted to trip you that day. How dare you put your team team in the, under the bus like that? <laughs> All the preteens and All of the, the youth. youth. Anyways, guys, that concludes episode one for the Convalescence Podcast. If you're still listening, we appreciate, we appreciate you. you. Follow us on Instagram at the underscore conpod. Uh, if you have an idea for a show topic, send it in. Mm-hmm. If you have any comments about um, snack of the show for next time, yeah, definitely send us your recommend recommendations as we have a professional amateur eater on the, the squad. Professional. We have a couple ideas lined up for guest hosts, a few that we've already gotten verbal confirmations from that you guys would probably enjoy. If you haven't already, subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. That's about it. See you next time. See you later. What are we going to eat? Chick-fil-A sounds good. Yeah, let's do Chick-fil-A. I'm good with that. Just don't trip me on the way in. (laughs)